The following is a special episode of the Project Tech Gaming Podcast. We teamed up with Days Gone Podcast and Video Games and Coffee to bring you what goes behind the scenes of each of our podcasts. We go over why we all got into podcasting and its highs and lows. This will be a three-part series releasing in the following weeks. Please enjoy and be sure to give Days Gone Pod and Video Games and Coffee a listen. Hope you enjoy. For anybody that wants to do a podcast, um, I mean, me specifically, my goal was to keep it as cheap as possible. I didn't want to spend a lot of money for something that might not make it. So I have a mic I bought for 65 bucks on eBay. I use Audacity, which is a free audio recording program. And I pay monthly for my my web page, my website, and for the podcast hosting, which is Buzzsprout. And each of those is under $20. Mm-hmm. So for that, and as long as you have a computer, that's it. Start it. Yeah. That's all yeah. it takes. It's not It's not hard, I swear. I mean, we started with, uh, as far as our videos go, we started with just like a Logitech. I started with a Logitech webcam. And we. Yeah. I had a, a Yeti microphone and we just said, let's just, let's go. Let's do it. We didn't use Audacity at the time either. We just kind of like posted it there. We didn't have a thumbnail. I think we didn't even have a thumbnail, right? <laughs> we didn't have anything. We just kind of like put our faces and, and made it work. And then slowly you start building out more stuff, right? You start getting yep. a nicer mic and all this stuff, but cameras. Um, again, we were diving into the YouTube part. So then at, at exactly. one point we started purchasing a better quality camera. Um, but yeah, and that's, I think that's hard too, is the entry point is like, where do you start and how much money do I spend? Because you see on social media, the, these people are using these sure, you know, mics and the $400 mics. And you're just like, do I, do I need that? To, no, to you be don't. Good because, and you don't. And you really don't Absolutely need that. Absolutely not, no. Yeah. yeah uh, I have, yeah. I You guys started with the Blue Yeti. That's what I use. Same. And yeah. This is enough, my upgraded yeah. mic. You're like, we upgraded from the Blue Yeti. I'm like, damn, I just upgraded to the Blue Yeti. <laughs> 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 yeah, so you know, I know the Blue Yeti gets a lot of B from people out there, but hey, if you like the way Claire and I sound, this is on a Blue there Yeti. There you go. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Now, is Amazon a Blue Yeti a USB mic? Yes. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so our list of questions here, we kind of, let's see. So I'm trying I have to a see que- I have a question, actually. Yeah, go ahead. I want to ask Claire. All right, and this is actually for you, Daniel, too. Okay. Ooh. Oh, shit. Why? Why Days Gone? <laughs> Oh, what, okay. Why are you so? That now I know where this, the three hour this three hour episode is going to come from. Yes, this is it. This I have, question I have to ask. right here because I played the game. I played the game. I tried it because of you guys. So mm-hmm. there you go. You got how you got far into it did the, you get? Uh, I got up to the part where uh, boom, boozer, Booz, yep. boomer, boomer, boozer, boozer, boomer. Yeah, yeah. Um, he got his arm burned by the uh, the freakers or yep. not the freakers, the, the rippers. The rippers, um, and then I went down. I went to go find my bike, but my bike was taken from somebody. They like parted it out. Copeland, yep, yep, Copeland. And then I have the cheapo bike, right, like the the bear bike, and I have to find something. What do I have to find? I have to find something. You have to oh. uh, bandages for Boozer, maybe. I think that's what it is. I think it's bandages for Boozer. Okay, um, and that's so, kind of where I left off. All right, so let me just tell you, this game is like a hundred hour game. You've probably played for about three. 
Claire's disappointed, man. I think she yeah. just took you off of her Instagram. <laughs> as she, as you were saying that, I think I saw her kind of do that. This fucking news. Yeah, we have one. Oh, last I, I got the notification <laughs> right now. Yep, there it yeah. is. No, no, no. I'm yeah. kidding. I'm kidding. So the I I started this game seriously expecting it to be trashy, um, just like really cliched and fun. Very fun, but like I wasn't, I had very low expectations. The cover art for the game really does not do it justice. It looks just super cheesy. And the main character is like, you know, this sort of biker dude who's in a zombie apocalypse. His name is Deacon St. John, and it's just so fucking cheesy. And I, I'm, I'm there for it. Like it sounds uh, my kind of game, but I was expecting it to be kind of 10 hours of zombie killing fun. And, you know, I'd, I'd play it, you know, a half a dozen times and kill some zombies, ride around the bike, boom, the end. There's not going to be a lot of story. There's not going to be much replay value. Uh, I was so wrong. And the part of this, the game that you're at, like, it does have a slow start. It does do it okay. as a heavy tutorial kind of ongoing thing where it's teaching you how to do all this stuff. And it's it's kind of a... I mean, it's not a complicated game, but there's a lot of elements to it. You have to a lot learn of how parts, to. A lot of things to yeah, do. you have to yeah. learn how to track. You have to learn how to shoot. You have to learn how to ride the bike. You have to learn blah 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 blah. There's a lot of stuff for for me. I'm like an average gamer. You know, I'm not like a super gamer. Uh, I I play very few kinds of games. I have my little sort of RPG single player story based games that I like, and that's really it. I don't really play anything else. So I'm not super experienced with gaming. So for me, it's kind of like, it's one of those like middle in, like it's sort of hard, but not super hard. Um, but yeah, it, it's just, it begins slowly. And then when you open up a, a third, there's like three areas of the map um, that kind of open up in the first half of the game. There's a, another half of the map that opens up later. Um, but you get the first two pretty early on. And then when you open up the third part of the map, about a third of the way in, that's when the story really kicks in. So it's not really until you get there and you've already done a fuck ton of missions and story and learning the world and learning the mechanics of the game. You've already done all of that for hours. You probably played 10 or 20 hours. I mean, you can do it quicker, but I play kind of very slow and methodically. I'd probably done like 20 hours maybe until this part of the, the map opened up. But when it does, that, it, that's it when it, that's you. hook, line, sinker. That that's when it's it happens. Hook, line, and sinker. There's something about the way they layer in a lot of different characters, a lot of different characters that feel very realistic. Um, they humanize they have, they all the humanize, characters very well. They they have a lot of backstory detail that isn't like explained, like exposition. It's just kind of dropped in that feels very real world. Like people don't walk around telling you their backstory all the time, but you you pick things up. You kind of infer a lot. And this world, it gives you all of that texture. All of these characters have these unique points of view that play against each other. And suddenly, boom, the world feels real. It doesn't feel like you're playing a video game. It feels like you're living a story. And the story is so compelling. Um, there's a lot of a lot of dealing with uh, with grief and tragedy and loss and heartache and very very deep emotions from a lot of different angles there's a lot of different um facets of that that the game explores and for me i think there are certain ones that definitely hooked my heart and i think for everyone there's something in it 
that will get you in the feels. This game will find a way to get you. You just got to get to that part in the game and let it hook you. Just give it a chance. Yeah. Sorry, that was a long answer. <laughs> no, no. And I think the biggest issue too when it comes to this this game um, where it happened to me is when I'm playing it, I can't help but compare it to Last of Us. And I know you guys have obviously both played that. All of us have played that game. Yeah. Um, and in my head, I'm like, this is a not as polished Last of Us. But when it's you not first... trying to be the Last of Us, though. That's that's the mistake you're making is you're thinking that it's trying to be the Last of Us, and it's not. No, no, it's, you know, it's really not. No, no. When you play throughout the game, you have uh, – Claire and I talked about this, but you – you ha- you, they switch up what the game, the plot is about. You don't really know. It keeps you guessing. So, no, it's definitely not. You think it is because the situation is kind of the same. You yeah, know? yeah, it's yeah, similarities. A, but, yeah, yeah. post-apocalyptic world, yeah. I, I kind of agree with Rob in that sense. I, I'm in the exact same spot that you're at, which is kind of funny. But So I haven't played much of the game either, but I'm not done with it quite yet. I think the story in itself and based off of what I've heard from you, Claire, it is interesting. It is something that I kind of gravitate towards because I'm a Sony fan boy, I guess you can mm-hmm. call me. And I love story. Like you give me a game of story and I'm all in. Right. So this, I, I, it's weird because I understand your point, Rob, with the whole polished part of it, because there's some parts in the game. I, I'm thinking more of the uh, gameplay portion of it, right? Where there's parts where right. I was fighting, fighting the, the freakers and they, I don't know. I would like, stomp one or, or kill some or kill a bad guy and it would like go through the the, the world the map or something like it's just like weird stuff like glitchy. that little glitches like that yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so it, for me that kind of takes me out of the experience right this world that they're trying to portray this this like story that they want me to kind of dive into that takes me out of the experience when things like that happen i'm not saying i need like a perfect polished game because that's obviously that's never the case right games are difficult to make and there's always going to be glitches and stuff like that but that kind of like that's the disconnect for me in that aspect mm-hmm. but the story i'm 100 percent like interested in like I, it seems like a, a game or a story that i would be interested in for sure I will just that's what i think you... is, is what's stopping me right is more the gameplay than the story i think i wanted to know what the story is happening because i actually am like oh deke this guy deke and his friends in trouble he wants to help his friend but the gameplay is kind of holding me me back right. in a way yeah, I mean, it's like you say, it's not the most polished game. I will say, don't use rest mode. It does make it really glitchy, and okay. like mm. the 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 floor will disappear randomly, or you'll get like boxed in with walls. Like it doesn't play well with rest mode. Okay, so, I got stuck in like a in between like a tree and like a rock, and I couldn't get out. Yeah, yeah, that's, you probably be using rest mode. <laughs> <All right. laughs> so yeah, I did. Which is yeah. a little annoying, and it's like the game's been out for two years. They really should have fixed some of the shit. Um, but it, it is what it is. It's I don't think it was ever trying to be the best game ever made, but in my opinion, it is one of the best games ever made. And we have a lot of people come in, like literally daily, people drop into the subreddit and they're like, oh my God, you guys, this is the best game ever made. And I mean, Daniel, you know, it's it just, it hooks you. You become obsessed with it. And like I said, it's different for everyone with like why you get hooked by it. But I think it's because it does provide so much in the character, in the story, um, in the the world and just all of the detail that's there. But yeah, the gameplay that eh, leaves a little to be desired. I will give you that. Yeah, yeah I you, think you go like into you said, it. No, I'm sorry, sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna say real quick, like you said, Claire, there's there's gonna probably be a certain point in the game where and it's happened to me numerous times where I play a game and then 
it clicks. They're like, mm-hmm. oh shit, like, oh, I'm in, like, this is it, you know? So I think we just have to get to that point and then kind of, it, we, we will probably oversee some of the, the, the glitches and all that stuff that yeah. kind of like set us back a little bit. For sure. Right now it's very kind of Grand Theft Auto-esque, but the story will then be compelling like The Last of Us. So it's right. kind of like those two games, okay. you know, kind of combined, yeah. So we'll definitely have to revisit um, our opinion on the game if yeah. once we get <laughs> so you guys will have more. to come on my podcast once you finished it and we can we can you talk should about do that it. yeah absolutely yeah. and that's how i got another guest <laughs> <laughs> there you go yeah i i think it's i think it's a great game so far like where we're at right now it's definitely interesting i'm interested in the story right right mm-hmm. there's things that i'm like okay i i like the the I, I like the, the aspect that they have with the motorcycle. I feel like it's like an extension of yourself or like another mm-hmm. character, if you mm-hmm. want to say that, right? Where you have to, you know, put gas and you have to like fix it up. Like, have you given your bike you a name ca- yet? No, no, oh. not yet. When, when yeah. you Can find you? yourself giving your, no, I just mean like in your head. Like oh, I've, oh, no. <laughs> I've named my bike. That's how close we are. <laughs> gotcha, I, was, gotcha, uh, gotcha. I was I was listening to one of your podcasts, Claire, and there was one point that made me laugh where, you're playing a game and a freaker like kicked over your bike or something. Oh, like that gets that. me so mad. It and gets me so mad. I run about that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I could definitely see that too. Like I'm just like parking my bike. It's all like nice and souped up. And, you know, it's just like I leave it at this exact, you know, because in real life, I'm yeah. like that with like my car, my car. I like to keep Let's, my car like nice and some clean. Some motherfucker make sure it's comes right. up and touches it. It just like just hits it. I'm like, oh, I'm going to find you. I'm going to find, you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. So what's right. uh, what's everyone's favorite video game? Obviously, we know mine is, or, or one of mine is Days Gone. That's hard. I oh. already know my Metal Gear Solid series is by far oh. my favorite. That's that's a good choice the right there. Favorite. That's a good choice. Um, if I had to choose in the series, I would probably say Metal Gear Solid 3, just because that's just a fantastic game. I, I love that game. I play that game probably six, seven times, and I think I got the... I got all the trophies for it too, Damn. which is pretty hard to get. Yeah. Yeah. See, my I, favorite one is the first one. I cannot believe yes. they haven't released a remaster of the first Maybe one. Maybe for the Game Maybe. Awards, they might announce a remake. We're hoping. Because that would be amazing. That was a yeah. great game. Yeah. I oh love the God. first one. The first and the second one I played, I think I, I think they got a little hard for me and I didn't play them enough and I, I just, I kind of fell off of the, the franchise. But no, they're, they're really good. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, Rob. Sorry. I was, I, I was just going to go on a tangent for Metal Gear Solid, but go ahead. <laughs> oh no, I, I love Metal Gear Solid as well. It, it, it's it's one of my opinion the, the one of the greatest uh, game franchises of all time. Um, but Kelvin has like an an obsessive love with it where I can never match. Um, so I I feel like I can't say it's my favorite game because it doesn't match his level of just like obsessiveness <laughs> with it. Um, the guy bought a limited edition European only uh, special edition Metal Gear Solid PS4. They can only get in Europe. He bought that. So I was like, all right, yeah, they, that's, wow. that's a favorite game. No can you even use it here? Because it's got to be the wrong power source, right? Uh, no, you can. You oh, can, you can use it. Okay. The only the only thing is... Uh, you you I, need a different TV? No, no, no. Everything was fine. I could play oh, okay. it just as normal. I, I think I couldn't play games... I don't know. It was weird. I, I think I had to like switch my user account. My my, I have to like make a, a different oh, account or something like that. Yeah, you had to like change but, the settings into the account for something. Yeah, something like yeah. that. I did that like years ago, so I don't remember. Yeah. But, um, yeah. But my favorite gaming franchise is Devil May Cry. My huge Devil really? May Cry fan. Huge. Wow. Yep. Yep. We actually yeah. met the uh, the uh, director uh, Itsunu. Um, 
at uh, Comic-Con. We, he, there was like a Devil May Cry 5 um, like party that they had, like an after party. And it was yeah. at this bar and they had like Devil May Cry themed drinks. And you can go over to him and say hi and take pictures with him and stuff. So we have a picture with the director of Devil May Cry. Nice. That's, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I think my my favorite franchise of all time is Tomb Raider. Um, that's a good but one. But I, I don't like the remakes. That is not really not Tomb Raider to me. That's oh not- my god, oh, Daniel's no. freaking out right now. Kill them. He's dead. He's, <laughs> He's dead. dead. You can look. He died. Let me tell you who Lara Croft is <laughs> and oh, who she is my. not. She is not, not some, somebody. Not somebody not in this- booty shorts and John Lennon sunglasses. No, man. <laughs> not. No, I don't so know why they had to reinvent her character and turn her into just some some random chick who runs around for three fucking hours yelling Sam, 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 like trying to find a friend. Like, shut the fuck up, you're. But Lara that's the first one, right? Badass. That's the first remake. This is like a yeah. I didn't play anything th- after that. Okay, uh, <laughs> it was, the franchise really? is dead to me from that point. You do that wow. to Lara, my girl Lara, you're dead to me. Wow, I can even overlook. I can even overlook the um. Oh, what was the one a- Angel of Darkness or whatever they called it? That weird. Oh, the PS2 one. one? The yeah, the nah, was it on was PS2? Or was it PS2? I I, or was it 360? Oh, uh, it's gonna bother me now. I'll look it um, up. No, it was definitely either PlayStation One or PlayStation. It must have been PlayStation Two. Um, that one is the only one that I've never finished. I finished all the other. I played them millions of times. Um, but uh, but yeah, that one I never finished just because it's so weird. I'm like, what is this game? But even then, I still come back to the franchise. You know, I loved that the, the um, do you call it a remake or, or whatever a reboot the one they did around like two thousand thirteen thirteen yeah no it was earlier than that the For oh the, the anniversary the anniversary one and that whole oh, trilogy oh, they oh. did then um, I love those games and then they did the the reboot re- retcon I hate retconning shit it <laughs> it bothers oh, me oh, wow PS two by the way Angel of Darkness wow. was released on PS two okay Claire. thank you. I played the first one, the the reboot one, the 2013 one, and I thought it was great. I, I loved it. Um, I didn't I didn't play the second one after that, but I'm not a huge like Tomb Raider fan. But it definitely it took a lot of cues from Uncharted for sure, right? Like, I, that yeah. that was yeah, the yeah, thing yeah, I yeah. didn't like about it is that it was too close to Uncharted for me. I just felt like I was playing the female antagonist version of Uncharted, which is funny because Uncharted stole a lot of things from Tomb Raider, and then right, Tomb Raider exactly. stole them back. Yeah. And I think that's one <laughs> of the reasons why I didn't like it because I'm like. Come on, you're better than. I mean, I love Uncharted. Uncharted is, is I don't know. It's it's fighting. It's up there. It's up there. It's fighting. It's Days Gone, Uncharted, and Tomb Raider. Well, I have, like the, I have a question for you guys three. about that. About Uncharted, what do you think of Tom Holland being Nathan Drake for the Uncharted God. movie? Uh, so moving on. <laughs> Next, she de- she's right. We gotta stop talking. She's gonna delete us from Instagram. I, we gotta have that. Like, you know? Why do we invite this guy? Get him out of here. Uh, all I gotta say is, I mean, I've been wrong. I've been wrong before. Okay, um, I've learned to keep an open mind. About, I remember the 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 time I st- the last time I judged a book by its cover like that. And I and I never did it again because I'm like Hollywood or you know movie magic can can really make a character, you know, uh, you know, come to life from a actor you didn't really expect was when they announced that Heath Ledger was going to be the Joker. Mm. And then after that, I never said like this person can't do that because mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. I was like the guy from from fucking Ten Things I Hate About You and Brokeback mm-hmm. Mountain and and all that's like the Joker. I'm like 
well, Gotham's in trouble, man. But <laughs> holy shit. But all I will say is when I watched that trailer for uh, Uncharted, I did not feel Uncharted. The in- whole the whole game, uh, the whole movie doesn't feel, the, the, I say the whole movie, I haven't seen the whole movie. The whole trailer doesn't feel in the essence of Uncharted. It feels like they copied a bunch of scenes from all of the games. I'm like, there's, yeah. there's shit from all of them in there. And yeah. the fourth one, I again, I hate retconning. The fourth one is kind of, it pisses me off a little bit how they just threw a, a brother in there that never existed before. I can, this, this I is going to be my that. next podcast after oh, yeah. I'm done with Days Gone. I'll do Uncharted um, <laughs> <laughs> and never talk about four because it annoys me. Um, but the, the entire movie trailer just feels like feels like a pastiche of things that, oh, if you like Uncharted, you'll probably like this. And it's like, well, maybe, but I actually just wanted to see you guys do Uncharted, not do something that's like Uncharted or inspired by. Right. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, it might it be an entertaining out, movie. It, yeah. yeah. I mean, it might be an entertaining movie. I mean, when they did Tomb Raider uh, with, what is it, uh, Alicia Vikander or something like mm-hmm. that, I thought it was incredibly cheesy. Um, I thought the movie was, I mean, it's hard to not make a Tomb Raider game cheesy because of all the kind of supernatural-ish elements to it. But I still watch the movie every once in a while because I thought it was fun. And uh, Alicia looked great as Laura Croft. I mean, she looked like the Laura Croft from the reboots that that Claire doesn't mm-hmm. like. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the bow and arrow action, the... The, the climbing axe, all that was really good. And I just, I found it to be fun. So hopefully at least this movie's fun, but I'm not going to be like, I'm in an uncharted mood today. I'm going to, I'm going to watch uncharted. No, I'm going to play uncharted. Yes. Right. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. So question for everyone, favorite uncharted game. Two. Oh, oh, One hang on. I, I almost, I almost showed it on camera here, but let me, let me make sure. Really? Four. Wow! Yeah. Um, wow! I've never played four. Delete. I didn't, I didn't play four, so, so I can't say. I can't say. Three, three and four are because re- I love the way three opens up. Um, mm. But three I liked is my favorite. F- I think four was fantastic because it wasn't necessarily a retconning. You know, to to they they were going to tie up Nathan Drake's story, and I thought they did it in a great way. It was a feel good ending. Mm -hmm. Everybody kind of got, you know, what they wanted. Nobody died. You know, like they always have to kill. Spoilers. And every, every every time I think about that, I'm like, fuck the last of us too. I get so Mm. angry. So if that Mm. has to be the, like the disappointing character kill off uh, franchise, at least uncharted, you kind of know that that. everybody gets out alive. Everybody gets out in good shape and everybody was happy. So I really love the way, it it ended, um, and they didn't kill off. God, Sully, dude! If they kill off Sully ever, no, I'm going never. Then with his hand never. cannon, his signature gigantic <laughs> fucking revolver yeah. he carried that goes all the way down to his knee, basically. <laughs> it's like a so robot. How can you cop walk gun. with that strapped to you? <laughs> one of the one of the best uh, still images is uh, they actually included as a photograph that Nathan Drake's uh, daughter finds. Remember at the very end when she's looking, she finds his, his her dad's stash and shit is um, is all three of them. I think it was from the first Uncharted game. You get fucking Nathan just has a 
uh, a shotgun yeah, like across yeah, his yeah, shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> Sully's with a he's got the gigantic cigar with his fucking hand yeah. cannon on it. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's just awesome. And I thought that that game story, Nathan Drake's story, ended perfectly. And they now they shouldn't fuck with it. Now if they're going to mm-hmm. continue on, they should make it Cassie Drake, which is his daughter. Yeah, you know, but don't kill anybody off. Just make it still the feel good franchise. Yes. Right. For so. sure. Yeah. I think that's where they're going with it too. Yeah. yeah. I hope so. Yeah. Because whew, killing off Joel, man, that hit me right in the feels and I didn't like that at all. Oh my God. I hate it. I hate it so much. I was, I was mad during the, the entire game. I played it angry. I was angry at no, I was like, why, why that's not that's only are you so angry, mean. but you're also playing as the character that made you angry. Yep. And that's what they wanted to do. And, yeah. and I think it, it, it's weird, right? Because they they have a certain vision for this game. They know what they're doing. They're they, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're not dumb. They they know exactly what they want you to feel. And this is probably it, right? They they want you to feel that anger and that like like remorse and stuff. Like you don't want to play as this character, right? But they force you to play as this character. And whether you like her or not, this is this is what it is. And you you at the end you kind of understand her story or you don't understand her story you kind of understand what her uh motives were or you don't you know so it's it's hard because that's exactly what they wanted to do in the story i feel like i i agree with you completely my only issue with the game was i understood what they wanted me to feel at the beginning it's like okay so you're gonna well not right at the beginning but like joel gets killed you know you're gonna play as abby i'm like okay so i get it so this is where i learn that everyone has their story and no one's the villain of their own story and we're gonna get to sympathize with abby and see why she killed joel just like you know we sympathize with joel and why he killed abby's dad and blah 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 and it's like okay yeah i get that and then I had to play it for 10 fucking hours. And, you know, from that point, I'm like, I already got it. I already got the right. <laughs> yeah, Stop like, trying yeah. to drive it home. Yes, I know right. Abby has her reasons. <laughs> I know. Just let me play as Ellie again because I, I like her style. It was all about um, cause and effect, consequences. Yeah, 100%. Um, and that's Hyper the, and the I lesson. makes the whole world blind. Mm-hmm, exactly. exactly. And that's the lesson that they showed us. I mean, even to the point where they didn't even give Ellie a happy ending, man. Um, yeah. Wow. So that no. was hard. So I guess I guess it comes to me. I, I don't have a favorite game, but I believe that Naughty Dog, they are my it's my favorite developer because I think they are master storytellers. Yes. And the writing is second to none. Never should have got rid of Amy Hennig, who wrote Uncharted 1, 2, and 3. They should have kept her around. You're right, yeah. She's working yeah. on a Marvel yeah. game now. Mm-hmm. Is she yeah. really? Yeah. So, I mean, we don't, that's all we know as far as that goes, but yeah, that's the real reason why I'm salty about Uncharted 4 because they got rid of her and I'm like, she she understood the characters and Mm -hmm. the, what made them cool. And then, yeah, you get rid of her. And like you said, bringing bringing Drake's brother into this was so out of left field. Like it just felt wrong to do. Like it made sense for them, but I'm like, did did we need that? Like, what's the purpose of that? I liked it because. You know, Nathan, he kind of retired, so he needed a reason to. to but he's never to get... mentioned his brother ever in any of the games before, you right? Know? Right. He didn't have because... one. That's why until exactly. they recommended yeah. like, oh, maybe we should just give him a brother. Yeah. Right, and you can kind of see that. You can kind of see it's clunky. Past that. It's clunky, yeah. and they should have known better, and they should have done better. Yeah. So I... you know why I like four so much, and I'll be honest, because four was actually the first Uncharted game I ever played. Oh, oh okay. wow! Yeah, and then I went back. And so you I went played. backwards. Wow. Yeah. So they had by the time I had gotten done. So and when I played Uncharted Four, 
um, I went over to my my father in law. He and I game pretty much every every Friday. That's it's, it's nice. what we call game night, right? So my wife goes out one day. I have game night with my with my father in law, and he got me into Uncharted when four came out, and I could not stop playing it because I thought the character was good. I thought the writing was really good. I mean, it is Naughty Dog, right? It, so I didn't really have an impression prior to it. So when I was done with that, I said, I wanted more. And I was glad that there were four games. And I was like, there's three other ones. And by that time, they had the Nathan Drake collection. So I was able to buy and make one purchase and then play through all, all the, um, uh, the first three games. And, and I still do. I still do. I think they're one, some of the best games written naughty naughty dog all the way man i played them multiple times and beat them all on like the crushing level difficulty and i just i there's so much replay value in those games i think i I love that you guys constantly play the same games over and over i can't do that i for some reason i'm just one of those where i play the game i completed it i fulfilled i'm I'm good i'm like all right i don't see this game for another 10 years besides Metal Gear solid you know yeah, end of my card for me. I can replay that game a hundred times over and not get bored of it. But I also, you guys have a different approach than I I take. I think I'm kind of like the, the only one here, but I like to kind of like experience as many games as possible and kind of like breeze through them. Where I think you guys are a little more the opposite, where you like to take your time with the game and really like go in through all the nooks and crannies. Get immersed in the... Get that's immersed that's in us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what we all feel, right? Yeah, because I'm I'm more of like I take my time with a game. I play that. I I look at every single like hidden nook and cranny. I'm like, oh, is there a little piece never of be a streamer? Is there a chest? Never, never be a streamer. I can't. I can't. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's me. I, I take my time. Um, but I like why- I like choice based games because it gives me a reason to play back through it to just make the different choices to see how they affect the gameplay the next time through. So you like? See, when I hate when games ending- like Heavy Rain. Uh, you know, I'm actually in the middle of Heavy Rain really? right now. I have not played. No, because I never had a PS3. Okay. So I went from uh, first PlayStation, PS2, and I went straight to 360. And I skipped over three. And then I eventually, I bought PS4 specifically to play Uncharted 4 again after playing it at my, my father-in-law's house. Um, so that's that was the first time I had a PlayStation in a, since the PS2 was was released. So they had released Heavy Rain now on PC, so I got it. I'm actually going through it. And I, I don't mind it. I like it because I played Beyond Two Souls, yeah. and it's kind of the same. I think it's the same company, yeah, right? Same, same yeah, the, Quantum whatever Dreams. that company is. Yeah. So no, I, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I don't even know how far I am through it. It's a big game, isn't it? Um, it's, it's, uh, I can't really, t- I, I'd say maybe. 12 14 hours or so i'm not oh, sure really i'm just guessing i don't know but it's strange. I, I pretty i pretty yeah i pretty I, I i blew past that game pretty fast oh did you really yeah it, it, it was all right it was fine it was like one of my first ps3 games i think and um it, you know it, it had its choices like it, it was weird with like some of the character models and it just looked i mean again this is a, a very old game it's not like it's a it's you know it has it's it's run its course i feel like at this point but um it was good i, I thought it was fine i didn't play the uh, uh the other game that you said what was it um beyond two souls beyond two souls yeah. i have not played that game yeah with um uh page page and defoe yeah defoe's yeah. in it william defoe's in that oh yeah oh i didn't oh, know yeah. that i might have to play now i love william defoe 
Heavy Rain is like playing a, a Tarantino movie because you right. hop back and forth between all these different uh, people and the events that are happening and how they're somehow connected, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, and I, I love like those wacky games like that. It's so fun because <laughs> I've played. Uh, have you guys played Gone Home? No, I no. have it because I picked it up for like three dollars. That's pretty much what my entire Steam library is. Is a bunch <laughs> of games I buy for like four bucks and I yep. won't play it for like two years. Yeah, that that's not. I wouldn't even call it a game. It's kind of like you're kind of pointing and clicking and stuff like that. And but it's it's about the story. So if you have like five six hours. That's all it takes to beat that game. I highly recommend playing Gone Home. Um, and um, there's another game just like that, same developer. It's called um, What Remains of Edith Finch. And Love same, that. You've, you've played Love that, that one? Yep. Yeah. It's very similar to, to that game, Gone Home. That was so, really, really good. Yeah. But I wish more games were like that. Like a quick little like... I want to play like I want to beat this in eight hours and experience a story because I really enjoy books, but I don't necessarily have the time to like deep, deep dive into a book. Give you know? Draugen a shot. Um, that's Draugen. one of the cover- games I've covered. I played it in four or five hours. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'll check it out. That's really good. So, all right. We got, so we got some more questions here, everyone. So let's see. We kind of answered a whole bunch of them already just by talking. So right, right. Uh, process schedule. Who is? Ah, okay. Here we go. Oh. Uh, who is or who are your podcast or YouTube inf- influences? Hmm. Influencers. Mm. Who are we Would you say uh, for us, Kelvin, it's, it's kind of funny games? Yes, 100%. Kind yeah, of funny games? Yeah, if you don't, if you haven't heard of them, they they kind of we kind of build our podcast based off of what they do, right? They talk about the gaming news, right? And they do it in a much more professional way than we do. But uh, we we kind of I listen to them every day, and they started off. I think the the main guy started off at IGN at one point, and then he kind of left and did his own thing. Um, so yeah, and then he just kind of started building his own community and started building his own. you know, people like just the same people that he worked with IGN, they all kind of came with him and he just started growing from there. It's awesome. Claire? Um, I don't think I have necessarily an, uh, a specific podcast or, or anything that is like what I do. I mean, I'm sure there are plenty of podcasts that are like what I do, but not one that I listen to. Um, but something that kind of inspires me is the Script Notes podcast. It's a podcast in for the film industry and about screenwriting and screenwriters. And it's run for, I've listened to, since the first episode 10 years ago. So it's on like 500 wow. and God knows how oh. many episodes. Jeez. And they do it every Damn. week. And it's just two guys. And they're just really fun, nice people who are sort of supportive of the industry and, and of people who are That's trying cool. to become screenwriters and people who already are screenwriters. And uh, I mean, it has nothing to do with gaming, but I just really like the dynamic and I like that they can fill 500 episodes with just being themselves and just talking about things that interest them uh, and, and that sort of pertain to the industry in general. Um, so I find that kind of inspiring just to to kind of not take myself too seriously and to, as a reminder, to kind of have a little personality. Uh, Rob, I totally skipped over you, man. Sorry. I was like, I see you and, and Kelvin as like one entity because you're both side by side. It's almost like, like you're sitting in the same room. So... Uh, sorry, Rob. Go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna. I, I said kind of funny games, and kind of Kelvin kind of elaborated on it. But yeah, that's kind of like what got us really 
the push into into podcasting was well these guys can do it we can do it too especially our uh, format too yeah right yeah so they always have a guest have a co i mean granted they have multiple guests you know rotating but um we're like we, we can do that that's not necessarily we want to copy them but i like the way they they ha- they present their information and what they provide to the community so let's let's do that put our own spin on it so i think that's mostly the podcast i think i listen to the most is kind of funny for sure you have to shamelessly just steal a little bit because what you're stealing is what you enjoy and why you listen to particular podcasts. So you can take an idea and just give it, you know, like you said, like your own spin on it. So, cause I mean, with so many podcasts, it is really hard to come up with something that nobody else has, has done yet. Right. I mean, shit, it's hard to come up with a name that nobody else has taken. <laughs> uh, golly, man. So and then when uh, you do come up with like a domain name, you better snatch that shit right away because, uh, uh, you know, it may be gone in the next 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Daniel, question back at you. What's a mm, podcast that has influenced you? Um, I don't, I don't listen to it so much anymore. So I'm, I'm very sorry, Kevin, if you're listening to this, it's nothing personal. Um, I, Kevin Smith got me into it. Uh, cause the buddy of mine that I had when I first started, the other two podcasts, um, we were big Kevin Smith fans and he started his podcast. God, I think I was like around 2008, maybe a little, maybe that's when I started listening to it. Maybe it's older than that, but it was called Smodcast and it was literally just him and his friends just chit-chatting, you know, his buddies that were in his movies, just chit-chatting and just recording and releasing it. And we liked listening to it. So that's why we kind of wanted to do that uh, format where we're just having a conversation and we just so happen to hit the record button. And then when we're done, upload it to the internet. But so that's what kind of got me into it. I've seen other people grow along the way. I mean, look at Linus Tech Tips. I remember when he was oh on. Oh my goodness. God, who? he was on somebody else's kind Wait, of. Wait, who is that? Was, who is that? He does uh, Linus something. I'll look it up real quick, but, but he does a lot of good tech videos and reviews and kind of how to's it's all has, it all has to do with technology, computers, gaming or whatever. But Sebastian first, Sebastian, Sebastian, that's right. I think he first started doing, was it X play tech quickie Quickie or something like that? Was he on attack of the show on G4 at one point? Was he like, I know he was on on that. I know he was on either somebody else's show or maybe somebody else's studio or whatever. And then he kind of branched off on his own. At least that's the impression I got. I don't know if that's true, but he would say like some aspect of technology, you know, like, so like today he would be race, you know, ray tracing. What is ray tracing in under two minutes? And he would explain it, that kind of deal. So if you had a question, he would be the guy that would explain it to you. And then it branched off. He got much bigger and it's holy shit. Now he has a bunch of employees and he's got Studio. his own. Yeah. yeah. Good for him. He's yeah. great. He's like the I mean, guy. Like he seriously, if you want to watch, watch anything tech related, he's the guy. He is the guy. And also for, for that subject matter, but also the guy as an example of a YouTuber who got super big and it, he did it all on his own. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was crazy. Uh, see Joe Rogan, he's everybody's kind of like, wow, how do you do that? How but, do you do that? Right. Uh, there's a guy named Pat Flynn. 
he does, I found him, he's on YouTube and he does a podcast. It's called Smart Passive Income, which I have no idea what that even is because I only watch his podcasting how-to videos. Mm. He does wonderful. So whatever Smart Passive Income in, I'm not really, I mean, to me, that sounds like a financial thing. Mm-hmm. So I don't really listen to it. But he also loves podcasting and he has done a lot of videos on how to podcast Everything from hosting, that's why I got on Buzzsprout because Buzzsprout is easy. He showed you how to do it. Microphones, editing, how to promote, uh, you know, should you do a YouTube channel? Should you do a podcast? Should you do both? What are the benefits, pros and cons of each one? So a lot of the decisions I've made uh, and a lot of the influences that has really, you know, put this whole thing together for me was based on what uh, Pat Flynn said in his episodes. So that's somebody I keep. Yeah, that's somebody I keep going back to on how to, how to any podcast related question. Nice, interesting. Um, I have a question for you guys. Um, with podcasting, I feel like there's been a huge boom in people wanting to do a podcast, um, especially because of the pandemic. Obviously, we're all home. We want to. It's like a hobby thing. Do you kind of see a lot of podcast? falling off in the next couple of years or that medium becoming smaller or even becoming bigger? Do you think people are going to just get tired of it and drop off? Um, what do you predict is going to happen um, with podcasting? I, I think it could go either way. I think it's going to do both. I think a lot of individual people who have started podcasts um, during the pandemic, like life is going to return to what it once was at some point. And people get busy and with any hobby, you know, people get busy and they, they stop, they stop doing the things that take up that, that extra little bit of time that maybe they don't have anymore because they're back in the office and they're having to commute now and all that kind of stuff. So I think a lot of the small hobbyist podcasts are going to go away, but at the same time, podcasting has been around for a long time now and it as a medium has not gone away. And in fact, if anything, it's grown quite considerably. So I think there's always going to be room for people to come into that um, because there is always an easy entry level way of getting into podcasting. You buy a microphone, you speak, you record yourself, you stick it on the internet. Like there's always a free or relatively cheap way of doing it. And people always want to share their opinions. Um, so I, I don't think it's going to go away as a medium. I think it it may change, uh, just like doing YouTube videos has changed, you know, right. and the concept of being like a famous YouTuber is like an attainable thing now, even though for most of us, it's never going to come to fruition. Um, but it doesn't stop people from trying. So I think it's here to stay. I think a lot of, will drop off once the world starts getting back to normal because they won't be as home uh, at home as much anymore. Uh, because it does take a lot of time. And once they have to start going back into the office, yeah, I think it's going to be like the, uh, the spring cleaning, you kind of get rid of the treadmill. <laughs> that you yeah. Get, right? yeah. You're like, all right. For last year's new year's resolution. Right. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I agree with Claire. I don't think as a medium, it's going to die out at all. I just think that it's going to keep, I don't think it's going to get as far as podcasters, I don't know, man. I think it's this kind of they'll start killing themselves off. Maybe they just they don't they're not interested anymore, or they don't realize how hard it is mm. and what 
all you know so it's a is commitment. involved with that's it. the it biggest is a thing huge it's a commitment. huge commitment i mean every yeah. every single week you're doing it and you're and like you said you guys have your 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 lives and at some point you're like i'm tired i don't want to i, I can't want to how do many this. hours like, no, I can't. how many hours do you guys think you put in per week doing your podcast a minimum six for me minimum because it takes me sometimes three hours on the day where i'm recording and editing mm-hmm. and things like that and then throughout the week i'm doing a bunch I of writing believe that it only takes that you record and edit in the same night i spend hours editing i'll spend like two three hours editing at least Whoa. two three hours um like writing the episode and then an hour recording the episode and then I, I listen back to the episode before I upload it. And then there's all the uploading stuff, the thumbnails and all of that that you're talking about. I probably put in about 10 hours a week. See, wow. I think, I think you think you're thinking like, wow, I can't believe it's only six hours to me for an episode that my episodes are usually maybe from 20 to 30 minutes. I'm like, fuck six, you know, six hours for just 30 for minutes. A half but- hour content. I, I record and edit on the same night because what I'll do is, as I said, I record in sections. So as I get done, I'll listen back on that section. I'll, I like it. Cool. I'll join it back with the previous section I recorded. So you're deleting uh, everything that you didn't I'll want everything out the along. tank. Okay. Exactly. So I kind of know what to expect um, and I'll kill the little dead space in between, snip it a bit. And so I'm kind of editing and making changes as I go. Mm. rather than have to listen through it all the way and then do it that way. I have to streamline everything because I am busy. And I mean, Thursday nights, I still got to get up Friday to go to work. And sometimes I won't get done till two in the morning. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I think we're on the same boat with six hours or so because we, we do our document on Wednesday and then Thursday we're recording, then editing. And by the time we're done, like we started recording at what, five 30, sometimes six o'clock. Right. And, Take a break for like two hours and then go back on it that same night. And uh, we we I go to bed sometimes like twelve one o'clock. Sometimes sometimes I've 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 gone to bed like two o'clock in the morning, and I have to go to work the next day. And And, and even in even when I wake up in the morning, I have I still have like a window of like twenty minutes or so before I drive to work. So I go downstairs and like finish editing something I need to do (laughs) just to like make sure I, I I get everything out on time. Yeah, and all, all of us have jobs. None of us are doing this for a living, right? Right. Yeah, <laughs> that that would be yeah, for sure. That would be. I can't imagine doing my my niche little podcast and making enough money from it to right. actually not have to do anything else. Like that would that would be crazy. Well, it was uh for my job. Uh, we I work from home, but they were like, you know, you can't be doing something that's not work related on your your work laptop. So I'm like, ah, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, so yeah, get a different laptop, set it up right next to you. Right, 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 right next to each other. It's just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not doing, I'm not doing on this laptop. It's uh, hard. Like you, like you, uh, Daniel and Claire, you guys, you, you guys are parents, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. it, it definitely puts a strain on you, especially when you're trying to record, edit, and then try to release at a certain point. You have lives, you have jobs, you have other things, other, other priorities. Yeah. So it, it kind of gets not doesn't get in the way, but. It, it, it kind of hinders your thought, your thought process, or it hinders like your productivity that you're trying to do. You're trying to focus on the podcast, and you can't yeah. sometimes because you have other priorities, right? I'm like a master yeah, I, at, I, at taking on too much. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's and one I, of my I promise skills. myself. Yeah, Don't I promise myself I'm not going to put um, anything home or family 
related. Um, I'm not going to put the podcast before any of that. Mm. So I always make sure I got all my ducks in a row. Everything's taken care of. My, you know, my, my son's fed in bed and everything. And then I'll come down and do what I consider something fun. So because of that, yeah, yeah, right. A lot of things can get in the way because this is not a priority for me because I am married with, with a kid, but right. And then you got to have time with your, with your family, right? Like your kids in bed, but you also have to have time with your wife or your husband. Mm -hmm. And that that's a hard balance to do, right? Because you, there's times I'm, I'm not going to lie. There's times where I I do want to record or I do want to add something to the podcast or I want to do something on YouTube related. Right. And I can't because I, 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 you know, I have to spend time with my wife. I have to watch a movie, you know, and just enjoy the time that we have because the baby's sleeping. So there, it's a lot to, to juggle for sure. Yeah. And, and yeah. I feel bad too sometimes because I, and I, I don't know if we've all done this, but I'll, you know, I'll be out to dinner with, with my girlfriend and we post, we put a post out or something on, on Instagram or something and we're getting likes and people are messaging and I'm looking at it. I'm looking like, Oh my God, like I got to respond to this or YouTube comments or, and I'm, I'm replying to YouTube yep. comments, but I can't do it. And then they're getting mad at me. I'm like, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. No, I, this is your time. Not this time, but it's hard because the temptation's always there and always it, it, it almost, it, it almost sucks you in and, and you start neglecting other, other aspects. And I think that's, there, there's been to be a fine line that you set. They're like, all right, once I cross this line, I, hard stop done. Yeah. And I think it's, so if you're starting off YouTube or I'm sorry, if you're starting off podcasting, right, if you want to start your own podcast, you might want to have a, a talk with your spouse or whoever and just say, hey, these are the days that I want to dedicate my time with doing podcasting. So maybe like we do Wednesdays and Thursdays. Those are my dedicated times right after mm-hmm. the baby uh, goes to bed. Right. So like eight thirty, nine o'clock or something like that. We dedicate our time to the podcast. And that's something that you have to talk to your spouse or whoever you're with that can you right, know, Daniel. compensate for that. Right, Daniel. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. yeah. But I'm on the same boat with you, Daniel. Like literally your schedule is exactly like mine. I have a eight to five job. I work Monday through Friday. I have a baby and we put them to bed around the same time. So by eight thirty, nine o'clock, that's our time to either hang out with the wifey or go downstairs and, you know, do something podcast related or just nothing podcast related at all. Just play games. Like Mm -hmm. that's another thing that we had, or at least I had a difficult time where we were so focused on the podcast that I forgot, Hey, we did this because we like playing video games and I'm doing more talking about video games and not playing video games. I've fallen into that trap too. I I, sometimes will go in like a few days and I'm like, Oh, I haven't played days gone. So sometimes you just have to take a step back a little bit and just Black. forget everything, reflect all you have, to, like reflect on what you're doing, put the podcast aside sometimes and just enjoy the time that you have with yeah. your buddies or just playing a game by yourself. All right, guys, that was part two of our mini series with video games and coffee and the days gone pod. Thank you for listening and be on the lookout for part three airing Sunday, December 26th. Merry Christmas, everyone, and we'll see you soon.